You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy hump day. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. Today, it's the defensive line episode. Before we get started, uh, just a quick reminder, just letting you know, uh, don't forget to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Uh, I am on vacation this week, so sorry if there's any life-changing news, but uh, it'll have to wait till I get back for me to talk about it, because, you know, I'm not here, so <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you guys know the deal. It's a D-line episode. It's a position episode, so that means we're going ghosts of D-line past, present, and future. Three separate segments, each time frame getting their own. Uh, And as always, we're going to start with the past because, you know, it happened already. It happened first. It should come first. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Going to start off talking about the biggest loss that we've got on this defensive line. TJ Slayton, who didn't stuff the stat sheet ever in his life, Um, but he's a valuable space eater and a run stopper. And genuinely, I think that it's going to be uh, much more difficult to replace him than people are expecting, which I'll get to who's supposed to fill that role in the next segment. But uh, yeah, while he wasn't a stat sheet stuffer, he was someone who showed enough on film to get drafted because that's the kind of presence and potential that he would show on film on a pretty consistent basis um where i mean we've seen guys in the nfl carve out huge roles as the space eater and run stopping d tackle and nose tackle specifically uh where we've seen guys like haloti nada snacks harrison uh casey hampton steve mcclendon like big guys like that could just eat up space and let other players make plays because they're eating up so much attention and that's what I don't know uh, if it's going to be as easy to replace as people are expecting. Last year, we also had Zachary Carter lead the team with five sacks, which, uh, granted, we I mean, ideally, we'd get more than that, but that's what we got. <laughs> and then also behind him as pass rushers were Chris Bogle and Brenton Cox Jr., who each had three and a half sacks, which is nothing to scoff at, but again, less than ideal, like, Five sacks shouldn't be your leader, and three and a half shouldn't be your second guy. Five should be second, and even then, it's like, well, we'd prefer to have eight to six, or six to eight, I guess. Um, Zachary Carter and Brenton Cox Jr. also combined for 19 tackles for a loss last year, which is huge, Um, especially in a conference where we have to deal with guys like Alabama and Georgia where they want to run the ball down your throat and just beat you into submission it's good to have guys that can make some plays in the run game um I mean I mean yeah it's like Zach Carter is someone who played DN D tackle like he moved around the defensive line quite a bit and he really had a great year like honestly 
at one point I thought he was certainly going to the NFL just because he could say that he led the team in sacks. He could say he was the most productive pass rusher. He was the most uh, reliable defensive lineman. He was the most consistent defensive lineman. He made the most plays. He was the most balanced in terms of being uh, available and successful as both a pass rusher and a run stopper. But he decided to come back for another year. And I mean, if he has a strong year this year, uh, we could be talking about a first or second round pick here. And Brenton Cox Jr., he's someone who, uh, you know, like Brenton Cox Jr. and Jeremiah Moon, they're they're both guys that I'm including here uh, because they play the Buck position. So I, and Buck is typically a, a, the Buck rush at the end. Um, so Brenton Cox Jr. and Jeremiah Moon are both here as a Buck guys, and they're two guys who have. You know, they've shown a lot of potential, but they haven't been able to hit home. So this Florida defensive line, I mean, last year had a ton of talent. This year could have a ton of talent, which again, we'll get to. But yeah, last year, I think like the biggest thing is losing TJ Slayton. Like Kyrie Campbell wasn't someone who was super productive. Neither was Dunlap. Like they just weren't productive guys, but like they had their roles and they filled those roles with relative success. Uh, But Slayton's the only one that got drafted. And I mean... Man, he is just gonna be a beast. Uh, sorry to go off on this, but like Slayton with like I know I went off on this on Monday's episode, but him with the Packers is gonna be just so huge. Like I love the defensive scheme. I love how they set up their defensive linemen, and he gets to learn from someone who's a truly dominant defensive tackle like Kenny Clark. So, I mean, for someone that's shown so much potential, uh, I think he might be in the ideal spot to figure it out and become a steal from last year's draft. But his presence is, uh, it's certainly going to be missed. Like, genuinely, I think he's someone who we're going to miss a lot on the on this defensive line, and especially early in the season. I think we might find that out. But, uh, yeah, it, it's very unfortunate that he's not here. But, hey, he's in the NFL, so good for the Gators for getting a defensive lineman to the next level because that will ultimately help with recruiting when it comes down to it. think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year. If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 2,800 odds. And I'm just saying, like, we, you already know what it is. I'm going to take them. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV season two. Too hot to handle, by the way. Not as good as the first one, but it was still pretty entertaining, but just not as good as the first one. Wasn't as much of a train wreck. Uh, with real time updated odds and props on almost. <clears throat> anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts make sure to use promo code locked on that is l-o-c-k-e-d no space o-n for a 50% welcome bonus and talking about the ghost of gators present I mean, I know that last segment I mentioned Zachary Carter, Britton Cox Jr., and Jeremiah Moon, and those guys are supposed to be the biggest three playmakers that we have here. I realize that Britton Cox Jr. and Jeremiah Moon both uh, both play like this similar light-ish buck pass rusher. Zachary Carter, though, does play D-tackle and D-N, so I think that Oh, man, here's here's where it's going to be a little bit weird to uh, to talk about. I think that we're going to see 
uh, Antonio Shelton and Daquan Newkirk play more of that TJ Slayton role, which I said is going to be difficult to fill or more difficult to fill than I think people are acknowledging and accepting, especially because uh, Shelton specifically, who's probably going to be the main guy, is a bit more of a pass rusher than Slayton was and a little bit worse of a run stopper. So I, I think we'll see them rotate a lot as a nose roll um, because I think we're going to see Zachary Carter play a lot more uh, like three to five tech, so D-tackle more than we'll see uh, than we saw last year because we're going to have Brenton Cox Jr. and Jeremiah Moon playing D-end and Buck. And I think that I think this that uh, the Gators are going to try to find ways to get them on the field at the same time just because having Carter, Cox, and Moon all on the field at the same time, that is going to be uh, problematic for offensive lines to say the absolute least. So like last year we talked about Zachary Carter led the team in sacks. Brenton Cox Jr. and Jeremiah Moon couldn't. uh, This year we need Cox Jr. and Moon to show more and be more productive because they showed a ton of flashes and promises of potential but no production uh this year that needs to change they need to like flip whatever switch they can to get out there and and get home more thanks siri uh and get home more uh antonio shelton had a career high in tackles for a loss and sacks last year so he's someone you have to respect as a pass rusher as well which means i mean just having the four of them on the field the four being uh antonio shelton zachary carter Brenton Cox Jr. and Jeremiah Moon means that offensive lines are likely going to have to, or not even offensive lines, offenses are likely going to have to keep a tight end into block or a running back into block, which makes it just, which makes covering so much easier. And I think that's a big part about what this team is going to do this year. Uh, This is a very experienced group where we could see four to, I mean, maybe even five NFL draft picks in the 2022 NFL draft because. Zachary Carter, Brenton Cox Jr., and Jeremiah Moon are all likely going to be draft picks, and Antonio Shelton and Daquan Newkirk could be late day three picks more than anything else is what I'm thinking. Uh, who knows, but because we're, you know, eight months away from that. Oh my god, we're only eight months away, actually. Wow. Um, but yeah, so anything could happen at this point, but the potential is here on this defensive line right now, and like I, I kind of alluded to it before, or not even alluded to it, I straight up talked about it before. Uh, Zachary Carter, Brenton Cox Jr., Jeremiah Moon. Like Zachary Carter's probably going to have to play more D-tackle to get both Cox and Moon on the field at the same time. But here's the thing also. like Last year, Zachary Carter had sacks that were, um, I don't want to say because of, but kind of created by a little bit by Brenton Cox Jr., just from... Brenton Cox getting the hurry or the pressure and Zachary Carter making the actual play at the end and finishing it, which I, I have no problem with from either player uh, because like we're still getting a team sack at the end of the day. But I would like to see Zachary Carter create a bit on his own, Brenton Cox Jr. create a bit more, and Jeremiah Moon create a bit more, and having all three of them with improved pass rushing skill sets makes this uh, possibly the best pass rushing defensive line in college football and again i plan on doing a full episode about or not a full episode but a segment in a later episode uh specifically about how that could happen um and how that can change the whole defense really 
but yeah, like that's something that I would like to see them step up. Uh, we've also got guys like Javon Dexter, uh, Andrew Chatfield, and Chris Bogle. Uh, Chris Bogle, I mentioned last segment. Uh, but yeah, Dexter, Chatfield, Bogle are all going to be rotational rotational guys that could still make a legitimate impact on this defense. Uh, they've all shown, at the very least, flashes. Um, I think Dexter could be the guy that we see kind of play uh, not the not the pass rushing, but like the the three tech. While we have Zachary Carter actually lined up at D end, uh, I think we could see Dexter kind of take on that role next to Shelton or Newkirk. Chatfield and Bogle are going to be guys that we'll see play D end and Buck, and hopefully be able to hit home a little bit. Just because like you can never have too many pass rushers. That's that's a big thing, especially in today's just football. Uh, people want to pass more, and that's a huge thing. Like the Gators have. Uh, the makeup of being a very solid, very balanced, and very sound defensive line that, I mean, that would be so huge. If these guys step up to the expectations that I have, which frankly, I don't think are huge expectations because I'm just expecting all of them to step up a little bit, which will make the whole unit step up a ton. But if they could all step up to the expectations that I have, like, this is going to be a fun year if you like watching pass rushers. Like this, this could be just absolutely huge for the Gators' defense and the Gators as a whole because we know that last year uh, the defense was lacking, <laughs> to say the least. And hopefully this year we'll be able to get it back on track and get some more production out of these guys. As we build anticipation for the football season, Let's start building our bodies too. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk <clears throat> or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. <laughs> uh, but, the, you know, that's my vibe. Uh, if you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth, like I most certainly do, that is no longer a problem. It is a problem for me right now because of my vacation, so I don't have my built bar with me. But like, just know I'm eating absolute garbage this whole week. Uh, I'll get back to it, but yeah, for now, garbage. Built bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and obviously most important, high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about the future of the defensive line here in Gainesville. And, I mean, I, I literally just spoke about Javon Dexter, Andrew Chatfield, and Chris Bogle. And right now, yes, they are, they're, they're depth guys. Like, they're going to be rotational players that... Again, I'm hoping can make an impact. And by make an impact, I mean like two to three sacks each. Like I'm not expecting a ton. Like Chris Bogle did that last year. Uh, so they're, they're guys that are depth right now, but they're going to be the future of this Florida Gators defensive line. And that's something that, you know, should probably be spoken about a little bit more. Uh, Lloyd Summerall is someone who's waiting in the wings. Uh, last year, he played in just two games. But he did have a sack in those very limited snaps, so keep an eye on him as a potential buck or defensive end. Um, Recruiting-wise, by the way, like just know I am incredibly ecstatic for what we've got in the work. In fact, I'm just going to skip to 2022 right now before I get to 2021. Uh, Francois Nolton is a 2022 DN commit. He's a three-star who's 6'4", 225, um, 
he's likely not going to be an early contributor just because of who we currently have on the team and the other recruits that we have coming in that I cannot wait to talk about or not even recruits they're freshmen already like that that's who they are um so Francois Nolan likely won't be an impact player early on or a contributor early on but he's someone to keep an eye on uh he's got pretty solid starting size at least as a high school senior right now um as in someone that's going into his high school senior year so he's got time to grow and who knows like he could explode this year uh and really just be a freak for us like right off the bat uh, but looking at the freshmen that we have coming in this year, <sighs> I'm excited. Like I, I'm excited for not just the talent that we brought in, but I think that we brought in a lot of versatility. Or not even a lot of versatility. We brought in a lot of recruits that can fill uh, not necessarily different roles, but they all fill a role. Like I'll I'll go through recruit by recruit to make it more clear. But pretty much we brought in uh boys five recruits and they all fill different roles so that's huge for us uh starting off with four star d end or i mean four star edge uh jeremiah williams who i think he's the most likely guy to fill the next buck role once everybody's uh once everybody's gone that we currently have which again that could be as soon as next year really because even with uh, Chatfield and Bogle being the likely buck guys. Dexter probably won't be, um, just because he's he's a D-tackle. Um, but with Chatfield and Bogle being the next buck guys up right now, and Lloyd Simmerall too, like Jeremiah Williams could leapfrog them all. So th- there's that. Like He's someone I'm very excited for. Four-star Justice Boone is someone who, uh, like uh, Jeremiah Williams, could play buck. I think Justice Boone could be like, he could be a buck or he could be, uh, like Zachary Carter, more of like a just straight up DN that can maybe move around a little bit. Uh, I don't think he'd move to D tackle, but yeah, he could be like the buck DN, like the non rush uh, focused DN. So there's that. Like I think he's got more versatility than Jeremiah Williams, but I think Jeremiah Williams probably has a higher ceiling as a pass rusher. We've got massive three star DT Desmond Watson who's clearly going to be a nose tackle uh came into camp at 432 pounds the official Spencer's jerk and jerky athlete the only Spencer's jerk and jerky athlete like they said that if you didn't see uh Spencer's jerk and jerky said that they had other people be like hey like we want to get sponsored and they were like nah we're good we got Desmond Watson um so he's gonna be a nose tackle that I mean yeah he has to lose weight before he can really get into like playing shape and contribute um also got three-star D tackle Christopher Thomas who again D tackle not necessarily nose tackle so he could be playing like he could probably play nose like the zero one he could probably play zero through three which uh is it's not bad like having that versatility is a fantastic thing there's also three-star defensive end Tyreek Sapp who uh Tyreek Sapp isn't on campus yet he is a 2021 commit uh signed his letter of intent all that but he's not on campus yet uh Dan Mullen said that he expects Sapp to be with the team this fall so really by the time this episode even comes out he might be with the school and on campus with the team um but as of right now we're still waiting for him and hoping that he can get with the team this year. Um, I'm assuming it's an academic issue that's keeping him from being here, but hopefully that gets fixed up. I think he's 
more of a D-end buck guy as well. So we've got a lot of pass rushers coming in, a lot of DTs coming in. Like We've got a lot of roles getting filled. And like this Gators pass rush is getting back to what it should be. And the future is looking incredibly bright for it as well. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll talk about where Florida Gators are winding up in fantasy drafts. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports, W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Jaguars, hosted by Anthony Wiggins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tony's an amazing host, awesome person, and he's got over a decade of experience covering just the Jaguars. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast.